everybody. Guess what? It's another episode of Magic the Amateuring. That's right. It's a podcast. It's a it's a blogcast. It is? No, a vlogcast, really. That's true. A vodcast. That's what I mean. Do it. What's the word for it? Videocast? No. It's not a vodcast because isn't that like on demand? Yeah. I don't is know. Is this on demand technically? <laughs> I mean, we're normally here when you need us. That's right. <laughs> you can turn it on at any time and that's when we'll start talking. And little known fact about MTA is that you can press a certain number of buttons on your phone in a certain sequence and uh-huh. a new episode will automatically appear. That's exactly about what you want it to be about. That's right. We can't tell you what that sequence of no. buttons is, though. That is highly classified information. Mm-hmm. Classified by who? That's classified also. <laughs> the number of this episode, not classified, episode 273. Welcome. I'm one of your hosts, Marushka, a.k.a. Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megashka. You know what? <laughs> a.k.a. Megan. <laughs> I used to have a piano teacher back in college who, he, he was Russian, and he had two different names for me. One name for me when I was doing well, and one name for me when I was being bad. That sounds very Russian. Yes, it was very Russian. I want to say one of them was Marushka. Yeah. But I don't know if that was good or bad. What I like is... Uh, Koshka is cat in Russian. Um, and then Kosheshka means little cat. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Isn't cute? Hey, you're listening to a podcast that's for people who are new to the game of magic, trying to get better at the game of magic, or just interested in being part of their magic communities. And this is one of our favorite episodes we get to record across the time that is a year. And that is our Judge Rob episode where we explain the new cards and mechanics from new sets. And in this case, Dominaria. That's right. Dom- Dominaria is almost upon us. <gasps> it is so days from being upon us. Us. And you. That's right. It is upon everyone. Also, we had a ruling, by the way. On, okay. We were talking about this last episode. How do you say Dominaria? Oh, that's right. It is Dominaria. The very fanciest way to yes. say it is correct. As opposed to like Dominaria. Dominaria. <laughs> that sounds like how a Midwesterner would say it, honestly. Just going down to Dominaria, pick up some uh, 2% milk and eggs. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah. I need to get myself some coveralls because I'm going to go in the snow. I need some more sponges. <laughs> Do you know what? What? Like, one of the things that makes me feel most adult is, like, replacing Buying kitchen sponge. sponges. Yeah, because, you know, like... They get dirty and I'm just like, do you know what? I am too refined a lady to use a sponge that is not great. You know what my mother said? Your quality is based upon the cleanliness of your sponge. That's right. Someone walks into your home and the first thing they look at is your kitchen sink. My mother was a British lady. (laughs) But yeah, Judge Rob is here going to tell us all about any questions that you might have heading into the pre-release this coming weekend. Don't leave home without this episode because you don't want to find yourself with a question inside your frontal cortex that there's nothing you can do about it because you're in the middle of a play and all the judges are busy or who knows what's going to happen. Guess what? Arm yourself well with this podcast. Hey, but before we get started, we have some people to thank. The foremost people to thank are you, the listeners of this podcast, uh, who are supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash MTAcast for as little as a dollar an episode. Not Yes, wait. A dollar twenty-five. A dollar twenty-five an episode. Uh, which is five dollars a month, which is our low, low, loneliest. It's our loneliest, <laughs> the <level>. loneliest <laughs> level. Uh, it is our. It is. Oh God! I'm sorry, everybody. I drove. Everyone knows there's right. a blizzard. There's yes, a big there's time a blizzard. Big, we got more than 15 inches of snow here in yes. Minneapolis. Yes, that's right. It's April. Yeah. It's and spring. Technically, no, it is not. 
And I had gone to Milwaukee to visit some friends and I ended up getting snowed in there yeah. and staying an extra day. So I just drove back. It took me an hour and a half longer than it usually does. Oh yeah. I believe it. So my brain is it's not great. I just flew in from Hartford, Connecticut this morning yeah. from the Grand Prix there. And boy, are your arms tired. <laughs> they are because I had to wake up real early because I wanted to be on a flight to come back here and be like, I still have the whole day. Guess yeah. what? It doesn't work like that because you're no, too gosh you're darn tired. tired. Uh-huh. Well, anyways, anyone who's pledging at any level on <laughs> Patreon.com, thank you so very, very, very much. Like we said, um, as little as $1.25 an episode, five bucks a month. It is cents per day and it is so easy to sign up and it keeps us on the airwaves and broadcasting from your cat's mouth. Yes, and you get access to our Discord server where we'll answer questions for Job job Rob this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So you get that and uh, our RSS feed of all our our stuff. (laughs) Anyway, and also just a warm feeling that you get from knowing you support something that matters to you. So thank you so much. And we encourage other people to join. We also have a thank you going out to Card Kingdom. Go to cardkingdom.com. If you want to buy singles, if you want to pre-order all that sweet Dominaria stuff so you can draft with your friends, you can, you know, get your cards in time, you can get stuff for the pre-release this weekend, you can get these now, can't you? Yes, you can get these amazing challenger decks, um, which are 60 card main decks, your full 15 card sideboard. They are standard, legal, and competitive. Um, when the, the week that they were released, which was just like a couple weeks back, yeah. a bunch of people were like, hey, did anyone take these to an FNM and how did you do? And a whole bunch of people were like, I did. And like, it yeah. was great. There were a ton there at them. Um, so super competitive, super sweet, and available, cardkingdom.com slash MTACast. Hey, everybody, check out our YouTube page youtube.com slash mta cast we did a full entire set review what we call our instant set review because it's pretty quick yeah first impressions you can check it out there uh we did it on twitch.tv slash magic the amateuring first and i gotta tell you this on april 25th we have a very special and awesome twitch thing that's coming up that we're gonna stream we do yeah i'm surprising megan with that knowledge right now she is <laughs> i'll tell you what it is in just a second tell me what it is it's real. i can't it's oh, secret. She's going to tell me, but she's not going to yeah, tell you But all. it's super cool, so go follow us so you can be sure to watch us when we stream that day. I'm really excited. Neat. But yeah. All right. Buckle up, because it's time to learn about Dominaria. All right, everybody. It's time for your Dominaria pre-release fun time with Judge Rob. Welcome, Judge Rob. Hi. Thank you for having me. Judge Rob, we're so, so happy to have you on the show. That's I'm right. I'm really excited to be here. Welcome to Ravnica. Oh, yeah. This is Ta-da. Judge Rob's this first time. Yeah, to this is my first First time visit to our office, I Ravnica. I am so excited. This, this office is great. So, Rob, introduce yourself for the people who might not know who you are. So, um, I'm Judge Rob, Rob McKenzie, Level 3 Judge, Regional Coordinator of the USA North Region, and uh, I judge a lot of events. I'm going to be at Pro Tour Richmond, uh, Pro Tour Dominaria, actually. So if you're going to be at the Pro Tour, come talk to me. Uh, it's going to be a sweet time. All I, right, we need one fact from your life. Do you want the one that I said earlier? Yes. Okay, yes. sure. <laughs> uh, I have a tooth that's a different color, so you'll see it in the YouTube video. That's because <laughs> in second grade, I was hit in the mouth by a magnet, and it's a half crown. <laughs> So does it exactly match? Yeah, the color we of the rest shoot of my all teeth? of our videos in um, 10K, so you can zoom in on Rob's, um, tooth. Rob's teeth. 
<laughs> I also have a chip in my bottom tooth from the same incident. <gasps> a magnet. A, a chip a like magnet. a like we, a computer chip. Your mouth. No, is no, like it's computer. a like it's. I wish. <laughs> no, I had two root canals when I was a kid. It was the worst. Oh no! Uh, oh, as a kid. Yeah. Jeez. Terrible. Uh, yeah, it was it was terrible times. I have a tooth that's chipped, and I don't know when it happened. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you open bottles with your teeth? No, I don't. I just mean that like one day I was like, why does this tooth look weird? And then I was like, oh my God, it's because part of it chipped off. And I was like, when did that happen? I was like, I don't know. That's like me when I found out that my nose had been broken. Oh, one day I looked in a mirror and I was like, oh my God, at some point I broke my nose. What? Yeah. It was like crooked. No, no, no. It was split down the middle. What yeah, do you mean? Hairline fracture. Yes. And I, and how could you see it? It was just the right lighting at that moment, and I never noticed it before. What do you mean? I don't understand <laughs> what you're telling me. So what had happened is I had been in theater class, and we'd been doing some tumbling or something, and I landed on my face. There was no blood or anything, but it hurt really bad. About six months later, I'm in the bathroom, in the dorm. The lighting hit my face just correctly, and I saw in the mirror, oh, my God, I broke my nose in that fall, and I never realized it. How could you see it, though? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> the bones, no, it, I saw yeah, the bones you, through the skin. Yeah. Ah, not through <laughs> it. Not through it. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, I learned something new today. <laughs> We're all about to learn something new. Yes, we are. <laughs> Rob, overall, what's your overall impression of how you feel about Dominaria? I think that this set is super great. It's full of throwback cards, it's full of like references and reprints. Uh, they're reprinting Acer Glider, you know, for you know, the three people that cared about that card. If you saw the pre-release, Kelly Diggs was so excited they reprinted this card and everybody else was like, we've never seen this before and we don't understand why. <laughs> well, <laughs> we understand what why is Acer just, Glider? It's a 2-1 flyer uh, artifact for three mana and it can't block. Oh yeah, we remember that. Oh buddy. yeah, that yep. little, that was the first card in our set review alphabetically. <laughs> All right, so what are we going to start with? Uh, mechanics in Dominaria? Yeah, I want to talk about the, the newest new thing, the weird cards with the weird frame sagas. Okay. And so sagas are, are an entirely, they're an enchantment subtype. They're enchantments. They can be disenchanted. Um, you'll see them. Time of Ice is my example, one that I'm using. Uh, Time of Ice costs blue and three. It's a saga, It um, and it has reminder text at the top in the upper left. It has its art on the right side, and the text box is on the left, unlike every other card that you'll see. Um, as the saga enters and after your draw step, add a lore counter, sacrifice after three, which means after the third lore count, after the third effect happens. Um, and the way sagas work is they enter with a counter. They just start with a counter. Um, anytime a counter goes on, including as they come out, they will trigger the corresponding effect. They have one, two, and three in this set. Some of them have one and two being the same, which is why I picked time of ice, because one and two are exactly the same on time of ice. Uh, as it comes out, you'll tap target creature and opponent controls. It doesn't untap during its controller's untap step for as long as you control time of ice. And when you get to three, return all tapped creatures to their owner's hands. Uh, so you'll get to tap something and then tap another thing and then pick up those things and maybe some other stuff depending. Uh, note that the counter going on isn't a trigger. You can't, uh, you can't use nimble obstructionist to counter that going on. You can counter the trigger that does something, but the counter going on every turn isn't a trigger. And they don't care how they get a counter. So Quarry Hauler. Quarry Hauler's a wonderful camel. He's from Amonkhet. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. such a good camel. Yeah. 
I played Quarry Hauler a lot in Limited, and Quarry Hauler is hilarious now. It's a 4-3 for a green and 3. When it enters the battlefield for each kind of counter on target permanent, put another counter on that kind uh, of that kind on it or remove one from it. So Quarry Hauler can advance your sagas, or it can send you back in time and make you redo steps on sagas. Uh, That's cool. Ooh. What about like uh, this, our snack friend? Winding Constrictor. Uh, what would happen with that? I don't I think, think Winding Constrictor. Yeah, I think it's only, only creatures. Creatures? Okay, we're double checking. Yeah, Winding Constrictor is um, if one or more counters would be put on an artifact or creature you can Okay, These are enchantments, mind. so it, uh, Sagas and Winding Constrictor don't interact in any way. What about the text of Solemnity? Uh, Solemnity stops Sagas from advancing, and it stops new counters from being put on. Okay. Uh, it, just, it just kills them all dead. Yes. Um, and so Solemnity says counters can't be put on, uh, on non-Planeswalker permanents or players. Basically. Wow. Um, question. Um, when a, you said the saga enters with a counter on it, yep. with with solemnity, it wouldn't? Correct. Okay. Um, <laughs> it would just be solemnity's there. Solemnity's just like, nope. no. Yep. You're not allowed to recount history. Solemnity's like, nope, we don't learn from the past. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that seems like pretty right straightforward. Right now is much too solemn a time. Um, and note, the, so it says sacrifice after three happens. Um that's not something you can stop with Nimble Obstructionist either. Uh, that's actually a state-based action like a creature dying. After the third ability leaves the stack, so if, after it either finishes resolving or fails because it doesn't have any targets, then the then the saga is going to get sacrificed. And you can't stop that. Once the third thing goes in the stack, it's basically just going to happen. Same with uh, Disallow, for example? Yep, Disallow can't counter it. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about the the magic word in this set, Historic. It doesn't, it's just a way to group three different words together. Uh, historic is a catch-all word that means artifact, legendary, or saga. Just a basket. Yep, just the, <laughs> these three unconnected things we're going to put together and give them a single word. Uh, one of the secret things about this set is this is Kamigawa 2. <laughs> I don't think Mark Rosewater would be pleased to hear no, that. <laughs> it, it, no, it fixes, it's, it's got a legendary theme like Kamigawa did. It has a lot of things that care about legendary, and it fixes a lot of the problems that Kamigawa had. Uh, Kamigawa had a th bunch of creatures that said, whenever you cast a spirit or arcane spell, do a thing. Yeah. Uh, there was no single word for all of that. Gotcha. Historic is a single word that takes these unrelated things and shoves them all together so that everybody can use a single word to talk about them. Historic. Uh, historic. Yes. Historic. And he, I read uh, his column on Daily MTG. He fought for historic hard mm -hmm. like most people wanted to kill it who were in the upper upper echelons of wizards and mark was like well this set doesn't work without it so i guess i have to put all of my yeah. screaming and power into making historic <laughs> happen and it did yeah it's essentially it like it's it's like reminder or ability words you've heard me talk about those in the past they're like italicized words in the front of text so that you can talk about an ability like like strive from theros block head was an ability word um, you could remove the word. It did all the same things. Historic things that say historic could just spell out uh, like Joy is familiar here. It's a two two flyer for four uh, for four uh, generic mana. Um, it says historic spells you cast cost one mana less to cast. Uh, then it says in reminder text and every single one of them has this reminder text. Artifacts, legendaries and sagas are historic. Um, so you can even tell right on the card. It, it's actually more words to put that <laughs> in the reminder text. Yeah. Uh, but the. It lets you talk about them as a group. You can search for historic in the set, which I actually did to find Joy's Familiar. It was like, I 
instead of searching for the phrase in quotation marks, artifacts, legendaries, and sagas, to find all these cards that are grouped together, you can just search for historic and you can find historic cards and talk about them. Nice. Excellent. Yes. Uh, the the new thing that they're doing is two card types that have never, or a super type and a, and a type that haven't appeared together on a card. Legendary sorceries. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so, like Urza's Ruinous Blast here, white and four, legendary sorcery. Uh, and it reminds you, you may cast legendary sorcery only if you control legendary creature or planeswalker. Yeah. Uh, they just they just need that, that threshold of having something legendary to turn them on. And uh, Urza's Ruinous Blast says, exile all non-land permanents that aren't legendary. I also need something legendary to turn me on. <laughs> Like, I knew that was coming. I knew like it Serac, was coming. Like Serac, the hunt caller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a great example. Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Like Dragon Lord Atarka. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like Urza's Ruinous Blast. Uh-oh. <laughs> that one goes a step further. Uh, so... The, the legendary sorceries are big historical events that happened. Um, in this case, it was Urza pouring out the Golgothian Silex and blowing up a big chunk of the continent. And they they need that thing. They need a legendary creature or a legendary planeswalker. And removing it once the spell has been cast doesn't stop the spell. It's still going to happen. Uh, so if I cast Urza's Ruinous Blast and I have only a single, a single legendary creature and you kill it in response... I, you already cast. Yeah, I already cast happening. the spell. Yeah. It's I'm already past the point. Too where I late, care about buddy. Yep, all your things are going to die. Um, Noah Bradley mentioned because uh, I like following his stuff. He believes that Urza's Ruinous Blast is the best piece he's ever done for Magic. The best piece of art. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, it is great. It is really nice. Yeah. Uh, look at the high resolution one at some point. It is gorgeous. And his he said his only competitors are the other sagas because he did all five of them or six. Did he do the? Did you do the gold one? The legendary sorceries, you mean? This legendary sorceries, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to go and did, look I at I think them, he though. did all of them. Um, I know that he did Yogmoth's File Offering and Karn's Temporal Sundering. For oh, sure. oh, I love Karn's. Karn's. We love yeah. Karn's Temporal Sundering also. Yeah. Also great. Um, so, uh, returning me- mechanics and variants on mechanics. Kicker, it's back. Welcome back, Kicker. Yep. Um, Kicker lets you pay an extra cost for an additional effect on spells. It is the most mechanical mechanic of all time. It has no flavor to it. Um, uh, fight with fire here. Red and two to cast. Sorcery. Uh, fight with fire deals five damage to target creature. It's a fine spell. Play that. Um, if the spell was kicked, it deals ten damage divided as you choose amongst any number of targets instead. Uh, those targets can include oh players boy. and planeswalkers. Yeah. Uh, and it costs Ooh. kicker red and five, which means you pay an extra red and five. So you'd be paying red, red, seven. Only nine mana. Only nine mana. It's a to it's a tend win. someone to. You could you could tend their face. Yeah. Um. You can destroy all their permanents. Like it's. I'm it, gonna get tend in the face with this. I already yeah. Know. Yeah. Oh, we all are. Yeah. Yep. Look, hear me out on the flavor of this. Haven't you ever like done something like like you're just like putting so much effort into it that you just like kick kick out while you're doing it where you're just like, like buying a new sponge exactly you're like at the you're at target and you're looking at the different sponges and you're so enthusiastic you're just like yes and you grab like a six pack because you understand that you're an adult who's going to change them out often six pack of sponges yeah yeah man all I right. mean, why wouldn't you buy a 10-pack of sponges? You could divide the sponges amongst all your friends. That's right. Look, oh. I just... Um, or you could 10-sponge yes. someone in the face. I, <laughs> 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 what 
Why did you do that? <laughs> I just thought you needed it. <laughs> oh, well, I guess thank you because, that you know, now okay. I have 10 sponges. Now I have 10 sponges. All right. Uh, so... There's a there's a longstanding joke that almost every mechanic in Magic is either kicker or split cards, um, and double faced cards are the third mechanic. Like between those three, almost everything that you can do in Magic is oh, yeah. encapsulated in some way. <laughs> and there's a lot of other mechanics that look like kicker. They have almost the exact same text as kicker. They're paying additional cost to get some kind of specialized extra effect. Yeah. Uh, Entwine is is a classic one. Yeah. Um, and they're they're technically Bestow? subsets of kicker. Uh, bestow replaces the cost, though. You pay the, the bestow cost instead of its normal cost. But you're getting something extra. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, and so you could you could probably rebuild bestow to be kicker-like. Uh, that's why I say kicker's flavorless, because it's just paying extra cost, get an extra thing. <laughs> it doesn't have a special name. Like, entwine yeah. means two things together. Like, But um, there's a secret thing about kicker in this set. Um, if the effect changes, like on Fight with Fire, it changes from five to a single target to 10 divided as you choose you have to pay extra colored mana for it if you are just getting more like you're putting extra counters on your bailoth or whatever then it is just colorless mana oh Ooh, nice uh, little tip yeah uh it's a holdover for you know all tiny percentage of us that were playing during invasion and in, that's the way kicker and invasion worked is oh, okay. is extra things cost you colored mana more of the same cost you generic yeah um, Sweet. And kicker note: I used fight with fire because kicker is it changes the it changes the spell before you pick targets and stuff. So like fight with fire here, uh, it changes the number and type of targets that it can target. Yeah. Uh, so re- if you see kicker, which is the first thing in the spell's text box, I read it backwards with fight with fire. But if if you see kicker, read the whole spell because it might be like fight with fire where it just changes entirely what the card does when you pay the kicker cost. All right. Good tip. And I'm going to tease something here that I'm deciding you're going to do at the end of the episode, Rob, which is to give us a special Rob tip secret, which you told me before the episode started. And I want you to tell it to everybody when we're done with this, Dominary. Can you not even remember what it was? I no. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I'll remind you. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, equip legendary creature. Uh, the black blade reforged set has two different equip costs. Uh, it's a two cost artifact equipment. Uh, it's a legendary artifact equipment. It says equipped creature gets plus one plus one for each land you control. Um, and then equip legendary creature three. So it's cheaper to put on a legendary creature because yeah. normal equip cost is seven. Uh, this is the first Oof. time we've seen specialized equipments like this. It's because non-legendary creatures have a really hard time picking it up. It's just heavy. It's yeah. heavy and it's emotionally like, oh, heavy. Boy. Yeah. They think about Dakon Blackblade and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I told Megan the story of it on when we were doing our little instant set review. It's dark. How he yeah. got reprinted in Chronicles and lost all of his value? Yeah, that was it. That was the, <laughs> that's the sad story of Dakon Blackblade. <laughs> exactly. I got reprinted and then I sucked. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, Hexproof from X, which is one of the neatest things they've done in a while. Uh, so, uh, we all knew Hexproof. It's in every set. We all know it and love it and think it's an g- absolutely wonderful mechanic. Mm. And nobody wants it gone from Magic forever. In, in the great designer search, it was my one of two pieces of low-hanging fruit to remove from Evergreen. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, everybody hates it. No, it's, it's Hexproof is a good mechanic. You need to be able to say you can't interact with stuff in certain ways. Hexproof from X, I think, is the best version of it. Um, 
So Knight of Grace here, it's a 2-2 for white and one creature human knight, first strike, hexproof from black, and it gets plus one, plus zero as long as any player controls a black permanent. Um, hexproof from black means this creature can't be the target of black spells or abilities your opponents control. Wow. Uh, so you can't murder Knight of Grace. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a pair of them. Uh, they wanted knights to harken back to white knight and black knight from alpha, and they got rid of protection. Because protection is ultra dumb. Protection yeah. is like super hexproof. Yeah, yeah. So people who are familiar with protection, remember this can still die when it fights yeah, a exactly. black creature that can can right. deal enough damage. Right. It it doesn't it doesn't and it can be blocked by black creatures. You can attack with Knight of Grace, they can block it. Yeah. All this does is it stops black spells and abilities from targeting Knight of Grace. Pretty sick. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. I think that hexproof from something is pro it, like it actually redeems hexproof a lot. Because can you imagine uh What's his name? The the three two flying hexproof from from rivals. Soul of the Rapids. Soul of the Rapids. Figured the blue player would know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so look, did I put Mark of the Vampires on that? Yes, I did. But like, say that Soul of the Rapid had hexproof from sorceries, so you could still kill it with instants. Oh yeah, but not sorceries. Um, that I mean, that would be perfectly legitimate to put on a card. You yes, could, it limits it a little bit, but not not all the thing, uh, not all the way. Um. There is a big rules change. Uh, Fight with Fire, I kind of glossed over this. Uh, the Planeswalker redirection rule is being killed. Woo! Uh, this is a change I wish they had made actually 10 years ago. Yeah, this is a fantastic change. Yeah. I, I remember learning about this when we learned magic, and I was just like, what? I still get this wrong sometimes, or I'm still frustrated by it. Like when you're playing magic online, it's like, do you want to redirect to this person? Do you want to redirect to this person? I'm like, yes, no. What if I do this wrong? Yes, no. Which one am I talking about? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so now planeswalkers are going to be just straight targeted by burn spells. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is the largest errata since the grand creature type update. And uh, prior to that, the biggest previous errata was sixth edition. St coming out and just rewriting the entire rules of the game. Oh, man. Do you remember where you were when legendary creature change happened? Which one? The oh. one where you can have... The, the legendary yeah. rule. Like the it's legendary changed rule. six times. Okay. The last rule. <laughs> the last time. The one where you can have one and your opponent yes. can have one. Oh, that yes. one. That, that one. one. I remember we were recording our episode by candlelight. <laughs> That's what I remember. Oh, wow. When that happened. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Um, this is day. this is functionally changing the text of a ton of cards. Um, so they're they're changing. So Wizard's Lightning is from the set uh, Red and Two Instant. This spell costs two mana less to cast if you control a wizard. And Wizard's Lightning deals three damage to any target. Uh, shortens it up, takes out a bunch of words. Any target means target creature, player, or planeswalker. Sweet. Uh, which is which is great. Uh, cards like Lightning Bolt that could target creatures or players before now can target creatures, players, or planeswalkers. And so you get to know in advance that they're going to be bolting your Jace or your Gideon or whoever. Sweet. The, there's a lot of complicated, like, this card is getting specific errata to behave in sensible ways kind of things going on, which is why there's like 4,000 4, cards getting errata here. <laughs> is that um, all? NBD. It's It's a substantial number. So... My suggestion, if for the next like year, well, two years now in standard, um, anything that you aren't sure if it can target a planeswalker, just check the oracle text. Because there are cards in Rivals of Ixalan that say target creature or player that now say any target. There are cards in this set which say target creature or player, which aren't any target. 
Gotcha. Because Dominari decided to use cards with the same words as cards that are getting eroded to be different from them. Delightful. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a thing. Not confusing. You know, we're just yep. gonna have to go over potholes for a little while, and yeah. then I'll be okay. No, no, no. That's why I want it. Like this change has to be good because if they would have made it ten years ago, I would think it was one of the best changes. So therefore, in ten years, I'm going to be like, yeah, this is great. Why did, why was I worried about it? Uh, but for the next two years, it's going to be really frustrating. Um, look it up. Yeah, look it up. At the pre-release, cards will do exactly what they say. So when you look at a card from Dominaria, it does exactly what it says in here. Wizard's Lightning hits any target. Um, RTFC, the, read yeah, the fun our, card. Our, our, read the friendly card, yeah. <laughs> friendly? It's so friendly. It's uh, a friendly card. Yep. Uh, and the, the other thing with the Planeswalker redirection rule, generally, if a card could target a player before, it'll be able to target a Planeswalker. If... A card doesn't deal targeted damage like mana barbs or earthquake that deals a bunch of damage to multiple things at once. It probably doesn't go to planeswalkers anymore. Okay. Uh, that's the that's the general rule that'll get you through most things. There's like a multi-part rule. You don't care. Like it's, <laughs> that's it's a, okay. It, yeah, it's a, it's a rules we, geek like rules theorist kind of thing where I get to argue. <laughs> look it up. Yes, look it up. Look on gather. Um, look on Scryfall once it gets the updated text. Gather is not up to date yet. I think that the Oracle change goes through like this Thursday or something. All right. Um, and yeah. All right. Sweet. So that's not the only rules change no, we're dealing with they're, either. They're, yeah. They're removing some more words from cards. They cut a bunch of words there. They're going to cut some other words. Um, the phrase to your mana pool goes away. Just, just outright. Lana Worlds used to say tap, add green to your mana pool. Now it says tap, add green. I'm going to add green to my... <laughs> But it just says add green to your. <laughs> no, just just green. Just as a simple <laughs> tap, add green. Uh, I don't know why it says add green. I don't know why they needed to use the word add. But oh um, yeah, you're right. It could just be like be tap the little next forest. word that goes. Get out of there. Add tap green. green. Yeah. I mean, like honestly, that's a good point. Yeah. There, there's wow. actually a proposal that I saw um, on Reddit to make it different than this. That was um, gain green. And then they could put reminder text, um, gained mana is removed at the end of each step or phase. Oh, yeah. I like um, that, too. Uh, which is, like, that reminder text could just go on a bunch of cards, which is neat, and yeah. makes it clear what's going on. Uh, so I wanted to use Elfheim Druid as my example. Uh, it's a 0-2 for green and 1. Uh, it's an Elf Druid. Tap, add green. Tap, add green, green. Spend this mana only to cast kicked spells. Yeah. So um, Elfheim Druid just got a lot cleaner text because it would have been like four lines as opposed to as opposed to three. We I wonder if that's it. the card that they were looking at when they thought about it. They're just like, <laughs> look is, at this wall of text. This is too look much. Look at this wall. They, they've done that. Like there's a lot of cards that have a lot of arcane text because of the because they want to be super clear on stuff. And they're just like, nope. Oh man, reading some old cards is uh, is so fun when they just have a just block of text and you're just reading and you're just like, wow, what does this do? This is they're trying. Oh, it exiles a creature. Yeah, like super hard. <laughs> and like using words like Great. hence the hence yes. the creature <laughs> is not in play and has uh, whatever. It's just so so yeah. silly. Uh, I I have a quote on our on our regional Slack chat for judges that is pre sixth edition cards didn't have templating because uh, templating is the is the method of getting the cards text to be consistent between different cards. They didn't have templating. They had tiny stories about what the cards did. <laughs> tiny stories. Yep. That you took home and meditated on to see how zen you were. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so I understand that there's changes to 2HG. Yeah. It's, it's well. really minor. So two-headed giant, uh, there is, there's no, this changes in on cards. It's completely behind the scenes in the comprehensive rules. Uh, it, the way that you declare attackers is changing. Uh, previously, you just attacked the team and blocked as a team. Now you pick a player to be a defending player uh, for each creature that you're attacking with. Both players can still block freely. So they still block as a team, but you're only assigning damage to the player that you picked during declare attackers. But isn't your life total shared anyway? Yep, your life total is shared. What this means, so say that you have a card like um, that legendary specter. Uh, that legendary uh, specter. Oh. Orgoros the Empty One who's a 4-3 legendary specter for black, black, and four with flying. Whenever Orgoros, the empty one, deals combat damage to a player, that player discards a card at random. If the player can't, you draw a card. Uh, uh. Previously, you picked, uh, you attacked the team, and then during da as damage is happening, you chose which player would get all the Orgoros damage. Okay. And so they wouldn't know which player was getting hit until that point. Now you choose which player you're attacking, which determines which player the creature deals damage to. Gotcha. For the purposes of okay, so trigger. it's it's just kind it's of just like a functional only for yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah, Does it's it matter. Yeah, it makes cards like Hixus Pr Prison Warden, who used to be a blank card and two at a giant, actually do something now. Um, it lets stuff like uh, Deflecting Palm work sanely against attacking creatures. Like there's it it just makes it a lot cleaner to know as the defending team exactly what the attacking players are doing. Yeah. Um and. Yeah. And also it's going to make for some situations like I'm going to attack you on the right every single time. Yes. <laughs> uh, it makes it, it makes uh, Why? Uh, it makes uh, land walk like super clear what's going on because you'll pick which player has the swamp. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, my swamp walker gets through. You're the one that's being attacked, which neither of you can block. So. All right. Sweet. Interesting. OK, let's move on to, to some um, individual cards. Individual cards. There's a lot of stuff going on in this set, especially at Common. <laughs> um, I mentioned Wizards Lightning above. I want to talk about Academy Journey Mage, at, and it's part of this group. There's there's a bunch of these that say cost less if you control a wizard. Academy Journey Mage. It's a three two for blue and four. This spell costs one mana less to cast if you control a wizard. When Academy Journey Mage enters the battlefield, return target creature and opponent controls to its owner's hand. Um, once you've cast this spell, just like with Urza's Ruinous Blast and other stuff, you've locked in the cost. Removing the wizard doesn't make Academy Journey major. <laughs> like, yeah, and you have to pay a tax now. Do you want to hear about my feature-length film, <laughs> Removing the Wizard? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, anyways, keep going. Uh, <laughs> and this will be true for anything that has... The, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, once you've paid the cost, it's locked in. Um, okay. And so you're you're set at that point. What for, if it was like, no, just kidding. Pay another one. Yeah, yeah, pay the tax. Oh, you gotcha. can't? Uh, it's counter. No, that's no, not. That'd that's be not terrible. terrible. That'd be, get wrecked. Um, Ancient Animus. Uh, I would like to propose this for worst templated card in the set. Whoa. Ooh. Get out the trophy. Yeah. Green in one instant. I'm going to read the text and then I'm going to tell you what it actually does. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control Got if it's it. legendary. Got it. Then it fights target creature and opponent controls. Yep. Um, so my question is, can this target a non-legendary creature? Yes. Let me let me look one sec. Well, I'm looking. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's like when you have to think about it, right? You have to yeah. look at it and reread it. It should say put a plus uh, a choose target creature you control and target creature and opponent controls. If your creature is legendary, put, put a plus one plus one counter on your creature. Then if then they fight. 
afterwards. Yeah. yeah. It should put both the targets at the front because you pick both targets up front when you cast the spell. Yeah. But it breaks them up in the text and then talks about like putting a counter on your dude and then buries the lead on. They're going to fight regardless <laughs> of anything else. But Look, what are they going to do? They're going to fight. Wait, I'm going to get to it. We fight. Yes. <laughs> so Ancient Animus can target any creature you control. It doesn't have to be legendary. Gotcha. Uh, so you can you can have randos fight randos. Um, <laughs> I love that. Do you guys want to hear about my second Rando. feature like <laughs> coming up? It's the newest in the Mad Max franchise. Oh. It's called Randos Fight Randos. Yes, I would. Mad Max Randos Fight Randos. <laughs> Isn't that just like every Mad Max movie though? Yeah. Yeah. We're just cutting straight to the chase of the title this time. Yeah. None of the movies are about Mad Max. He just shows up and observes some disaster happening. Oh, yes. there's some randos yeah. fighting in their some future randos. desert gear. Yep. Uh, blink of an eye. Uh-oh, Megan. Oh, I hate the art on this so I, much. I mean, it's just a whole a universe composed entirely of eyeballs. No. <laughs> What's so scary about that? <laughs> oh, uh. so, so blink of an eye. Uh, it's blue in one instant. A kicker blue and one, so you could pay an extra blue and one as you cast this. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. If this spell was kicked, draw a card. So blink of an eye lets you bounce a thing, and then if you kicked it, draw, uh, draw a card. If the thing that you're trying to bounce gets uh, goes away before blink of an eye tries to resolve, blink of an eye won't let you draw a card, because its only target has been removed. Gotcha. Sad. Sad oh. day. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. There's some sacrifice in this set, so it's it's not impossible. Yeah. Um, Drudge Sentinel. This is a throwback card. Uh, it's a it's a two one for black and two. It's a skeleton warrior. Three mana. It tap it. It gains indestructible until end of turn. We yes, we had a question. We had about a moment this. of confusion yes. about this. Yep. Uh, it thinks it has regeneration, which is great. And um, <laughs> it's so cute. It yeah. thinks it can regenerate. Right. Um, one big note with it is. We are not in, uh, we're not in 1997. Tapped blockers still deal combat damage. Uh, there was a point when they didn't for what? everybody who's been playing magic for 20 really? years. Yep. Okay. Weird. Uh, if you look at the card master of arms, he, his text box is hilarious. Uh, master of arms. Yeah. Our Russell Crow he taps film. target creature blocking master of arms. Oh, so this was to stop the... Yeah. Because then it wouldn't deal damage. Right. You'd attack Pastor Barbs <laughs> and they'd so do like... so weird. Nowadays, like... <laughs> great. The, the ability on this is just like completely meaningless. worthless. Yep. Meaningless. <laughs> okay. It's tapped. Yep. I love it. Um, and this is Gerard Capuchin, by the way. Oh, Megan. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's like looking printing. into a mirror. That's true. I look just like him. <laughs> This joke will become apparent in the near future. That's right. Got it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Drudge Sentinel, uh, what was your confusion on it? Oh, I thought that tapping it was part of the cost, oh, yeah. but it's part of the resolution. Yeah, it's part of the effect. So um, you can activate Drudge Sentinel's ability even if it's tapped because it's three colon tap Drudge Sentinel. Exactly. That was the yep. part that confused me. So, yeah, you, yep. if it's tapped, just play three, same thing happens. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you can, you can give this indestructible multiple times because they can, uh, like... They attack, you block with the Drudge Sentinel, you pay three mana, they go, ha-ha, in response, kill your thing. And you're like, ah, Make three it more mana. Again. Yeah, it's it's double indestructible. <sighs> Reminds me um, of my old standby, Adanto Vanguard. Keep yep. paying that for life, baby. <laughs> yep. Um, it will get killed by Fungal Infection, which is the next card I want to talk about, though. Oh. Mm, is this on your, on yeah, your list? Yeah, it's also up there. I mean, it's no blink of an eye, but... Yep. 
So fungal infection. It's an instant for single black. Uh, target creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn and create a one, one green sapperling creature token. Nice. Um, same thing as blink of an eye? Yep, same thing as blink of an eye. You don't get a sapperling if the thing goes away. So like if you try to kill their creature and they sacrifice it or they blink of an eye their own permanent, you won't get a, you won't get a sapperling here. All right. Uh, Gitu Journey Mage. Uh, Gitu Journey Mage is a 3-2 for red and 2. That's a wizard, human wizard. Uh, when Gitu Journey Mage enters the battlefield, if you control another wizard, Gitu Journey Mage deals 2 damage to each opponent. Uh, this can't redirect to Planeswalkers. Welcome okay. to the future. Um, you, can't, you can't kill their Jace with Gitu Journey Mage. It specifically says opponent, yep. so there you go. Yep. Uh, and you can respond to the spell by killing the creature or... The trigger can go on the stack, and you can respond to the trigger from Gitu Journey Mage by killing their other wizard, and then Gitu Journey Mage won't deal two damage. Okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you have some you have some spaces in there to respond and do it. Um, grow from the ashes. So sorcery, green and two, kicker two. Yeah, so you can pay an extra two mana as you cast it. Search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. If the spell was kicked, instead search for two lands, two basic land cards, put them onto the battlefield, and shuffle your library. They don't come into play tapped. Nice. Yeah, this so, is Yeah. This is good. Yeah. If they unlike most other search effects, like three mana effects get interest in riders like untapped, which is nice. Uh, I put untapped in my rider when <laughs> when I for go. your for your pro tour yeah, contract. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> untapped, please. <laughs> you just you just have the word untapped as like section seven or something. They're like, I, Yeah, I know what that means. Yeah. Untapped. Yes. yes. I want all of the taps in here untapped. All the taps must be running. I'm uh, like the wet bandits. That's terrible. Let's <laughs> go ahead and say that's that's a big waste of water. The taps. That's what British people call faucets. Faucets. I mean, I call faucets taps too. Do you really? Sometimes. Oh. Like, oh, the tap is running. Yeah. It's tap water. Yeah, tap water. I call that faucet water. water. <laughs> <laughs> Sink water. <laughs> so, hey, can I give you a, hey, can I give you a glass of sink water? No. No, no, you may not. I only drink shower water. <laughs> like, okay. seriously, it sounds like you're Fair scooping enough. dirty dish water into a glass for me. <laughs> like, I just, like, plugged my sink and filled it and then, like, sco- scooped it. That's so Sink gross. water. <laughs> that's so gross. Okay. Moving on. But that's where it is coming from. Exactly. Yep. All right. So, Rampaging Cyclops. Uh, Rampaging Cyclops is a 4-4 for red and 3. It's a Cyclops. It gets minus 2, minus 0 as long as two or more creatures are blocking it. Wow. So, um, it's not a triggered ability. This is a static ability that just makes it smaller as long as it has two blockers in front of it. You can attack, let them double block, kill one of the blockers, and then run over their dude with your Rampaging Cyclops. Awesome. I love it. Nice. Um, Block at your own risk. Exactly. If you think that they have instant speed burn spells, which there are a couple of in this set, um, Rampage Cyclops is better than you think. Nice. Something that isn't an instant, though. Warlord's Fury. A single red, sorcery. Creatures you control gain first strike until end of turn. Draw a card. Uh, I predict that I will forget that this is a sorcery at some point because it looks like a card it's, that wants to be an yeah, instant. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, and somebody is going to play this against you at the pre-release. They're, you're going to attack. They're going to block. They're going to be like, Warlord's Fury. Fury. Don't let them. <laughs> um, You'd be like, sorcery. They'll go, oh, that's true. I guess all my creatures die. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, that's a good yep. note. It does look like an so, instant. Um, it's not a combat trick. It just makes your creatures hard to block. Yeah. And draws you a card. Yeah. 
So it kind of counts as having one less card in your deck. I've noticed that in this set, there's one mana uh, combat, quote, I shouldn't say combat tricks, but whatever, sorceries like this, that, that are one for each color, I think. That's a draw card? No, no, no. That just have an effect that are, that's just a single mana. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of, there's, there's a, a reasonable amount of one mana spells. There's a lot of cheap interaction. Uh, there's like a green pump spell too. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, which is it, like so just keep your eye out for yeah. it, everybody. Yeah, there's one mana spells running around in every color. Uh, Damping sphere. Uh, this is the one that people have a lot of weird questions about because it has a bunch of new text. It's a two cost artifact. If a land is tapped for two or more mana, it produces colorless, the wingding colorless symbol instead of any other type in amount. And then it also says each spell a player casts costs one generic mana more to cast for each other spell that player has cast this turn. Um, so, uh, this card does weird things. The land has to be making the mana. So if you look at like Azor's gateway, the other half of Azor's random loot artifact, uh, that taps for mana equal to your life total, right? Yes. Uh, damping sphere gets that mana. Gets All right. Um, if you look at, um, something that triggers from the land making mana, so, um, Wild Growth is the one that you fall back on. Heartbeat of Spring, uh, whenever land is tapped for mana, add an extra mana. Mm -hmm. um, Heartbeat of Spring isn't the land making the mana. It's a triggered ability that says when a land makes a mana, make another mana. Gotcha. So that won't be impacted by Damping Sphere. If the land up front makes more than one mana, uh, yeah. like, like Azor's whatever the heck this is, um, and there's a Heartbeat of Spring out, Damping Sphere will overwrite the mana that that land makes with, uh, with Colorless, and then Heartbeat of Spring will make an extra colorless. Gotcha. Uh, because it sees the mana that was actually made. Ah, awesome. Um, Heartbeat of, Beat of Spring is not fooled. Yes, Heartbeat of Spring. Well, it's totally fooled. It's like, no, 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 no. Do your thing first. After you're done, I'll make an extra mana. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So it says, yeah, uh, you didn't actually tap for red or whatever. You tap it's for colorless. It's fooled by the damping yes. sphere. Yeah, it's fooled by the damping sphere. Okay. But only Unless the Unless they're on the same side, in which case it's not fooled by the land. <laughs> Sort of. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop trying to ally enchantments and artifacts. So, um, yeah. And my comments say that the reverse storm effect on the bottom of this is hilarious. Like, <laughs> reverse storm. <laughs> it is. I love this card. This card's great. Putting in all my modern sideboards. Get out. Yep. And it has a, it's flavor text is a wonderful reference to Null Rod. Uh, a Thran relic. It has spent 10,000 years doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. Oh, here's one of our preview cards. Yeah. Up next, Dauntless Bodyguard. Yeah, Dauntless Bodyguard. Uh, Dauntless Bodyguard, for those who didn't watch the preview episode, it's a 2-1 for single white. Sweet. It's an upgraded span alliance. Uh, it's a human knight. As Dauntless Bodyguard enters the battlefield, choose another creature you control. Sacrifice Dauntless Bodyguard. The chosen creature gains indestructible until end of turn. Uh, if the two things have the same name, it'll tell the difference between them. Gotcha. It knows which sapperling it is bodyguarding. <laughs> And uh, it is not fooled. Yeah, it, it does not get fooled. Your opponent can't be fooled either. If you have five sapperlings and you bodyguard one of them and pick up the stack like, and shuffle them, <laughs> which you're, one like, is it? you're like, it's a shug. No, no, no. Your opponent can ask which one is being bodyguarded and you have to tell them. Also, if oh. you're if you're bodyguarding your sapperling, I don't know. I feel like this bodyguard's got 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 a pretty bad assignment. Yeah, well, it, it depends. Did you see it? The pre pre-release uh I think it was Cameron dubbed a, a Sapperling Sir Sapperling. Oh, dub. that's so cute. Uh, that, was, that would have been worthwhile to bodyguard. Yeah, absolutely, actually. <laughs> Sir Sappy. So, I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. 
Um, Dauntless Bodyguard is a, is a reasonable card all around. Uh, seal Away. Uh, white and one enchantment. It is Flash. When Seal Away enters the battlefield, exile target tapped creature and opponent controls until Seal Away leaves the battlefield. So Seal Away comes out. It is a triggered ability. It targets a creature. They can untap that creature in response. And if they do, Seal Away won't exile it. Seal Away will stay on the battlefield in case they have something like devotion or something that cares about their enchantments. So they could like blink of the eye it to pick it up and try again later. Yeah. But it won't seal away the thing because they untapped it in response to I'm the gonna try ability. try again later. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the triumph of Gerard. Yeah, Gerard's triumph. All right. Um wait and one. This is a saga. So um I'm gonna re re go over sagas. As the saga enters and after your draw step, add a lore counter, sacrifice after the third thing. So one and two. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control with the greatest power. Three, target creature you control with the greatest power gains flying, first strike, and lifelink until end of turn. Yes. Um, when it says the greatest power, tied for greatest power, perfectly acceptable. So if I have two different grizzly bears, I can pick one of them and then put a counter on it. If that stops being tied with the trigger on the stack, like say I have two, two grizzly bears, I try to give it flying, first strike, and lifelink. It, they can decrease the power of the thing I target, so it's no longer the greatest. Then the ability's countered, and I get nothing. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, Ouch. not countered. This is a rules change I didn't talk about. Nobody cares about, but it's no longer countered. It's removed from the stack. Okay, so if I kill whatever you're targeting in response. Yeah, but no, no, no. Like fungal infection gives a target creature minus one minus one at instant speed, right? So it doesn't even have to die. Right. So you can respond to the trigger, downsize the thing, and then George try it. Yep. And then Triumph for Jared is just like, sorry, you're not the biggest, you're not the biggest kid on the playground anymore. I'm not yep. going to give you a boost. Yep. Wow. Um, and because fungal infection exists in this set, it's, this is important to note. This is a common, uncommon interaction that's going to come up in limited a non-zero amount of times. All right. Yeah. Well, wow. Okay. Great to know. Under rare stuff. And Ever. so, so obviously also if they like, if you target it, it and they remove it in response, then you just don't get the thing. Yeah, exactly. It's just like bummer yep. for you. Yep. This is, this All is right. much more specialized than that. Even it's just weird. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, Evra Halcyon witness. Uh, she's, she's a four, four legendary creature avatar for white, white and four. Uh, she's lifelink. I'm pretty sure this is a, she, she, who knows? It's an avatar. They, they yeah. Uh, they are a giant Sculpture made out of crystal that towers over trees. Um, Evra has four mana, colon, exchange your life total with Evra, Halcyon Witness's power. Wow. Okay, so this um, card also messed yeah, us we up. Messed, yeah. We messed up, but... Um, it's a permanent exchange. Uh, so if you're at 20 life and you pay four mana, she become, or they become a 24 <laughs> uh, with life. Uh, this is an instant Sick. speed. So you can do this in combat. You can attack with Evra. They say no blocks and you go trade Z's. Gain a bunch of life with lifelink. Yeah. And if, but if Evera ceases to exist in response to that ability, so for instance, you want to exchange life totals to get your life total back, uh, you're like, uh, trade in that 10 life onto Evera, and they go, yeah, let that happen, and then try to kill Evera. Um, they can respond to the activated ability, kill Evera, and the exchange won't happen. Okay. Um, so what if you exchange your life total, you make her a 10 for make Evra 10-4, you have four, Evra has 10 power, attack, kill it, now you still have four. four. Right. What I'm talking about, like, it, say that you have eight mana, you have 10 life, you attack with Evra, you trade, 
they go kill Evera now that you've traded so that you're at four. And you go, I have four more mana. Right. Activate ever again. They go in response to the second activation. Kill it. Kill Evera a second time. Right. Too bad. Now, oh, you're, yeah, still now you're stuck. Okay. Because Evera isn't there for the exchanges to resolve. Gotcha. Wow. So that's a beating. Yep. But you, if they didn't have a second kill spell, you could swap it. Yeah, back. you could swap okay. back. Yep. Um, so uh, this card does weird and crazy things. Um, nice. It's like the trees from um, from Innistrad. Oh yeah. Except that this is power, which is what everybody always wanted. People are yeah. like, I don't want to exchange with stupid toughness. <laughs> no, it's like now you can make it as big as you want, but watch out. Yep. Oh, that's nuts. Uh, haphazard bombardment. This is a callback to red spells that do nothing with a lot of words. <laughs> uh, so haphazard bombardment's an enchantment for red and five. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, choose four non-enchantment permanents that you don't control and put oh, an yeah. aim counter That's on each right. of them. So you pick four things, you put a counter on each of them. Yep. Uh, these are different from plus one, plus one counters, different from charge counters. There's another card that uses aim counters, but nobody cares. Uh, at the beginning of your end step, if two or more permanents you don't control have an aim counter on them, destroy one of those permanents at random. So if they have four things out there, um, this trigger is going to go to resolve. You'll pick one at random and then destroy it. Um, if they have only one thing left of the name counter, haphazard bombardment stops doing anything. Yep. Um, multiple bombardments uh, will uh, will let you like pick a wider pool of things that they'll slowly randomly destroy, or put doubled aim <laughs> counters. So if you if you play a second haphazard bombardment and put four no. aim counters in the same things with aim counters, uh, then double aim counters don't do anything. Gotcha. Um, the the other thing to note is. After this, after something gets chosen at random, they can't try to save it. So if they, if you have, if they have Dauntless Bodyguard, which makes the thing indestructible, and one of those things has a name counter, uh, it gets destroyed randomly during haphazard bombardment. They have to make it indestructible before they know which random thing gets destroyed. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, because it doesn't target the thing. Um, it says destroy one of those permanents at random. It happens during the resolution of haphazard bombardment. Okay. Um, Wild. If, wow. the th- if something it picks is indestructible, then... That thing survives, but keeps the aim counter, so you so, can try again later. Yeah. Joda, Archmage Eternal. Oh, unless you want to... No, you're good. Texting. Okay. <laughs> um, so Joda, Archmage Eternal, 4-3 uh, for four white, red, blue, one, and is a legendary creature human wizard. Flying, you may pay white, blue, black, red, green, Wooburg, rather than pay the mana cost for spells that you cast. <laughs> uh, I have no idea why Joda has this ability. <laughs> like, Look, we don't know either. I, okay. I, Joda is an immortal archmage that, like, why does he have something to do with immortality or, like, making your... Whatever. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so Joda, Archmage Eternal's ability, replaces just the cost that's in the upper right corner of cards. It doesn't let you get kickers for free. It doesn't let you get other additional costs for free. Because we're going like to cast Emrakul for cheap. That's why. Yeah, it's fine. You can you can just pay Wooburg instead of 15 or 13 or yeah. however much. Depends on what format it's in and whether or not Demogruel's banned on that day. So, <laughs> um, so like, like you couldn't cast an X spell. You can cast an X spell. The X, X will be, will be zero. zero. Yeah. Okay. Um, it just takes the number up in the upper right hand corner, fires it, or the symbols up in the upper hand corner, fires it, replaces it with Wooburg. You get out of here. Um, note that this doesn't change the converted mana cost of your spell either. Okay. Um, so paying Wooburg for Emmer cool, it's still a 15 converted mana cost card gotcha. for things that care about countering. Chalice of the cost. Void is not fooled. Yes, Chalice of the Will Void is not fooled by Joe. When you try and play, play, pay Wooburg for your serum visions, it's <laughs> like, no, buddy. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> 
I, I found a way around Chalice of the Void. <laughs> uh, Lich's Mastery. Uh, this is a Richard Garfield design, and I'm very happy with it. Uh, black, black, black. Oh, this one. Legendary Enchantment, uh, which, is a, which is a weird type line, by the way. There are not a lot of Legendary Enchantments. Uh, Lich's Mastery is hexproof, and it says you can't lose the game. Awesome. Whenever you gain life, draw that many cards. Whenever you lose life, for each one life you lost, exile a permanent you control or a card from your hand or a graveyard. Uh, when Lich's Mastery leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. <laughs> so eventually, they get to fight through all the cards in your graveyard and your hand and all your permanents in order to kill Lich's Mastery. Wow. You still get to draw cards by normal means. You can dredge with Lich's Mastery in order to gain virtual like five or four life. Uh, there's lots of things that you can do with this card. Um, you can't die. Um, until you run out of things to feed it. That's not one of the things that you can do. Yeah. Uh, Don't run out of things to feed Lich's Mastery. You have to feed it to itself eventually. Oh, that's so very Lich, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Feed me to myself. (laughs) The Skin Witch. Uh, One of my favorite reprints in this set, Verdant Force. Green, 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 five, seven, seven, elemental. At the beginning of each upkeep, create a one, one green sapperling creature token. Your upkeep and their upkeep. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, you get a thing right away on their turn. Nice. Uh, Fabulous. And Intuitive Giant, it's every upkeep, not every player's upkeep. So you get yeah. one on their turn and one on your turn. Darn. Gotcha. You only got a 7-7 seven, seven that makes free 1-1s. One, <laughs> Crime your river, smalls yeah. violin, wow. etc. Yep. Uh, Karn, Cyan Aversa. Uh, Karn is a, is a planeswalker. Uh, cost four mana. Uh, legendary planeswalker Karn. Starts with five loyalty. Plus one, reveal the top two cards of your library. An opponent chooses one of them. Put that card into your hand and exile the other with a silver counter on it. Minus one, put a card you own with a silver counter on it from exile into your hand. And minus two, create a zero, zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you control. Sweet. Uh, Karn, the future Karns will see past Karn silver token. <laughs> um, that fits with all the time traveling. Yep. Yes, that makes sense. And past the, me sees future me. Future me sees past me. Uh, and then they blow up the Tolarian Academy. Again. And then we blow up the Tolarian <laughs> Academy. Yeah. Um, and the constructs that Karn makes count themselves. So the first one is a 1 1. It doesn't need any friends in order to be a 1 1 construct. I'm a 1 1 all on my own. You know what? Yep. I don't Even need no friends. man. Awesome. Cool. Karn is sweet. Yeah. And that's my stuff for individual card notes. Nice. So uh, we can jump to questions here if you two would like. Yeah, yeah let's, let's do, do it. it. Wow. That oh was crazy. Okay. <laughs> 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 wow. It was even the same inflection. I'm creeped out. You two haven't worked together for a while, right? Perfect <laughs> no. copies. <laughs> Okay, so the first question that I think is a pretty good question. Is this a good time for new players to start playing? It's always a good time for new players to start playing. Fabulous answer. Um, so uh, I would actually contend that right now is super good. The Planeswalker decks are very, very good intro ramping. Uh, Card Kingdom has their wonderful rookie decks that are fairly yes. cheap, too. Yes. Just, uh, just to plug Card Kingdom. Five bucks. Um, yeah. yeah, they're they're cheaper than the Planeswalker decks. You don't get a foil Planeswalker, though. So no. um, the... There's a lot of good on-ramps to magic that exist out there, and local game stores have a lot of incentive. Um, we just had the, what the heck the name was it this last weekend? You got a, you got a Land of War Elves promo for it. Game day? No, 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 it wasn't game day. This was, this was something else. 
Um, it's not. It was like an intro day where you taught people how to play magic and oh sweet and That's came in cool. and learned how to play yeah. magic. And so local game stores are are great for this kind of stuff. And, and by the way, I do think Dominaria is pretty new player friendly. Yeah, it is not insanely complicated. No, Kicker yeah. is real straightforward. Yeah, they, and, yeah, yeah. The 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 cards themselves are generally really straightforward. Um, there's a lot of reminder text in this set. It tells you what they do. Um, I've actually had a lot of discussions with people where they're like, well, not having a reminder text is really unfriendly to new players. Well, this set just has reminder text on a lot of things. Right, like historic, helpful. we know what yep. that means, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Sweet. All right, what is the easiest way to find out whether my spills can hit Planeswalkers after the Macerata? Wait. Wait, did we already I was also going to yeah. say... Go ahead. I was also going to say, you can also listen to Magic or watch Magic 101. Oh, yes, you watch can. Watch our YouTube series, Magic 101, it's which true. is all about learning to play right now. We have six it's episodes. Great. That's yes. right. Go watch it. Uh, okay. So, for, for example, Chandra Torch of Defiance can no longer redirect to Planeswalkers. Correct. So the there, like I said, there's a bunch of there's there's like a list of how they rebuilt old cards. The general rule is, um, the the general rule is previously, if it said target creature or player, it will it will be able to target creature player or Planeswalker, um, unless it, if it said target creature player, it'll get that redirection. If it did if it didn't have a target, like Chandra Torture Defiance doesn't target, it probably can't hit Planeswalkers. That's the simple rule. Uh, the, the very simplest way is to just look on Gather uh, because, or Scryfall or whichever whichever search you want that has updated Oracle texts. We recommend Scryfall. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, Scryfall's yes. really good. Uh, they introduced actually the feature that I've been kind of whining about, which is a text-only output. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. They did make yep. a text-only output. So, just for you. Uh, pretty much, because I <laughs> use this a lot. Um, so the, yeah, the, there's a lot of complicated, like if it figures out something based on the players, something based on the player, then it doesn't get to redirect or doesn't get to target planeswalkers now. And the, uh, then there's a yeah. bunch of, there's cards that you didn't think it shouldn't think get errata, like healing salve, uh, lightning bolt is reverting to the alpha wording and healing salve is getting errata. Look it up. Yeah, look up cards, prevention effects, and damage effects, just in general. All right. All right, I'm going to have you look up a card right now, Thrawn Temporal Gateway. This is a new card from Dominaria. Yep. Uh, we've got a question from Richard here. Can putting historic permanence into play using Thran Temporal Gateway be countered? And as they're put into place, do I still get ETB triggers? So the ability could be countered by, like, Disallow or Nimble Obstructionist. Um, that won't, they won't get to see the card. You'll activate the ability, put it on the stack, and they say, before I even see the thing, I want to counter it with this thing that counters target activated ability. They can't counter that thing. Um, like, they can't use they can't use cancel or similar effects or wizards something. The reverse wizard, the, the counter spell in this set. They can't yeah. counter it as a spell. Um, it'll get into the battlefield triggers. Um, if it's a legendary land, it does it is putting a land into play. It's not playing a land for turn uh, gotcha. for things that care about those two different things. Nice. Here's another new friend that has a question. Uh, if I'm casting Torgar, <laughs> my favorite named creature in the set, Famine Incarnate, yeah. when do I sacrifice my creatures? Is it before or after I show the card and put it on the stack? Uh, it's, uh, so you show the card, you put it on the stack, then you figure out how much it's going to cost, then you pay costs. Um, the uh, Torgar is put on the stack, you'll choose to pay all the costs for it, and then they get the chance to do whatever. So this is as an additional cost to cast Torgar. 
they they don't get the chance to counter it or do anything related to your creatures or kill your creatures until after you're finished casting it. Torgar. So like you can sacrifice two creatures. Yep. Um, and they can't be like, kill one of those creatures in response. It's like, no, I yep. sacrificed it. Yeah. It's done for. Yep. But if you're like, I sacrificed two creatures and then tap my mana and cast this, they can be like, I counter it. Yes. And your creatures are dead. Correct. Ooh, <laughs> brutal. What's your prediction for how the new historic category will affect e- eternal constructed formats? Any specific deck types that this might impact, like affinity? Well, I have a similar, you know, I have the similar question, you know, I don't there, know. I mean, it depends on random cards and whether or not they're going to do anything relevant. So, like, most of the cards that deal with historic stuff are reasonably expensive. Um, like, the cheapest one is probably Artificer's Assistant, which says 1-1 one, one flyer for single blue. Whenever you cast a historic spell, scry one. I don't think that's going to impact anything in old formats. I mean, maybe board the weather light will do something relevant in modern. People have been saying that Joyra, uh, the captain of the weather light, she draws you a card when you cast a historic spell. Um, that, you know, has the potential to maybe she something happen. Four. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of expensive. Like in eternal formats. Wow. What are you doing for four? That just sounded like the biggest burn of all time. Like, four? Well, no, like she costs <laughs> Like in EDH, she's great. I love her. She's wonderful. But it, it, like in modern, like. My floor, you're already dead. Yeah, I it, killed you on turn two with yeah, Clark Clan Ironbird sucker. Yeah, they just unbanned Jace the Mind Sculptor. And that, how many of those were in the top 16 of Hartford? I know there were none in the top eight. No, I don't know. None in the top they're eight. None of, yeah, there are no none in the top braid. eight. Yeah, it, it, no blood braids. Like those are four cost spells. So four cost spells have to be Awkward. crazy good in eternal formats. Yeah. Okay. One last question from Twitter here um, was asking. Uh, uh, we had a question about the Dominaria packs. Is it only one legend per pack, excluding foils? Uh, there it, will be at least one legend in every pack of Dominaria. Um, how I assume they will do this, though I don't think it has been announced, is they'll have a special slot, like for the double face card slot. That is cards of all all that will have a legend of some rarity, either either uh, uncommon, rare, or mythic. Gotcha. And so they'll just have a dedicated slot that is that will fire a common and replace it with that. Um, Get out of here! Really Once again, you're fired. Specific, I, I like firing things. <laughs> I like firing things. <laughs> Ew. Ow. All right. Here's a question from Facebook. Uh, if I equip equip equip. Helm of the Host to a Gideon who has become a creature. Can I activate? Oh, I Helm of the Host. oh good grief! Can I activate the copy of it as a uh, copy as if it was a planeswalker after combat? Uh, so it's <laughs> bizarre. Wow. So Helm of the Host. I didn't mention this card, and that's my bad. Um, it's a four cost artifact, legendary artifact equipment. Equips for five. Uh, so the upfront cost is huge on this. At the beginning of combat on your turn, create a token that's a copy of equipped creature, except the token isn't legendary if equipped creature is legendary. That token gains haste. So I would have to I would have to cast Gideon. Gideon I, make it a creature. Yeah, make it a creature, equip Helm of the Host. And then at the beginning of combat, it makes a copy. Copies only copy the base characteristics of a thing as modified by other copy effects. So that Gideon copy won't be a creature at all. Um It'll be a Gideon Planeswalker. Yeah, it'll be a Gideon Planeswalker. Weird. And it's going to have the same name as the other Gideon, but it won't be legendary. So you'll have two Gideon of the Trials or whatever. <laughs> and then post-combat, you will get the chance to activate that second, that bonus Gideon. Wow. Um, Chad and the helm of the away. host will fall off. Yeah. 
because the other yes. Gideon goes back to being a planeswalker and you can equip yes. it next turn. But you have two Gideons, so who cares? Well, briefly, like the so. Um, Oh no no no! no this doesn't go away. Style. This is forever. You'll have yeah. it forever. Yeah, you get you just get you just get an unending stream of random Gideons. Stream wow. of in this Gideons. Or, um, Do you guys want to see my third feature length <laughs> film? Stream of Gideons. This one I'm gonna pass. <laughs> Does it so, review on Twitch? It's, yes. Yeah. It's a follow up to Gladiator. <laughs> stream of Gideons. Yeah. The new three hundred. <laughs> That's sick. All right. Okay, here we go. How many people are actually going to physically stand up and kick a card to get the mana boost for kick spells? Um, well, that is a that is a wonderful question. Probably none. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take like, the over on that. You're going to take the over <laughs> on none. Yeah. So you're you're gonna you're gonna play the safe stats of like you have you have an above average number of arms kind of stats. Yeah. Okay. Not relevant to the pre-release, but if I cast a Snapcaster Mage and target Wizards Retort or Wizards Lightning, do those spells still get the Wiz discount for their yes. flashback cost? Uh, so flashback is cast in the spell from your graveyard, and the so Wiz discount. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Well, I mean, that's if you have a coupon for Cheese Wiz. Yeah, no, oh, right. there you go. That's a Wiz yeah. discount, right? Exactly. Definitely what I was thinking. Yes. Um, and so the yeah. You are casting it from your graveyard to flashback. It will get discounted for Wizard's Lightning if you snapcast a Wizard's Lightning. Nice. Get that Wiz discount. <laughs> if you put on Sarah's wings on a Sapperling token and you get a new token with the same name, does the legendary Sapperling get destroyed by the legend rule? No. Uh, the legend rule cares if two things are both legendary, uh, which we, we kind of side talked about with Helm of the Host a little bit. But if both the things have the same name and both of them are legendary and you control both of them, then you have to choose one to get rid of. Gotcha. Um, if I equip the Black Blade Reformed to Dakin Black Blade himself, do I get a huge flavor win? Yes. Yes, you do. Well, I mean, he already has one, so you're sending the, the reforged second copy of it back in time to him? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> if you cast Dub using Secluded Step, do you win at life? I don't know what Secluded Step is. Like, step as in... A, yeah. A formation. It's the cycling no, land, right? Yeah. Secluded step. Yeah, it's it's the cycling land from Onslaught. Um, Why does it care? I don't know. Oh, dubstep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Oh, took me a long time there. Nice. I mean, they, yeah, there oh, are multiple boy. steps, so they could yeah. have said, they any could have used these. any of these. Yeah, That's true. Is Yargle the greatest creature ever printed or the greatest magic card ever printed? Fabulous question. Great question. I mean... Is Yargle the only 9-3? Yes. Yargle. Yargle. I mean, they're... Frog spirit. I love Yargle. I've got to be real with you. It's fabulous. Yargle, my bargle all day. I'm, I'm impressed how they managed to save name equity, power <laughs> toughness equity... And like legendary frog uncommon spirit. equity. Yeah. And like make a legendary frog that people were excited about all in the same card without yeah. spending any design space. Because it's like, this is the same card as Massive Ghouls, right? It's just, just a 9 3. I love Yargle. We had so many Yargle memes going on in chat this frog week. Frog spirit. I like had to sit on my hand, my metaphorical hands because I wanted to just talk about Yargle the whole time. <laughs> Yargle. Yargle. <laughs>
for a cutest card and grossest card from Dominaria, the time you have all been waiting for with bated breath, no doubt. Megan, what is the Please crown? The okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> we knew it was coming. <laughs> we knew it was coming. It's disgusting and horrifying. And please. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. You, is this the really? word, the grossest card of all um, time for you? That's... That's not true. It probably doesn't beat magnifying glass, um, which is way up yeah, there. Yeah, you you couldn't even like oh look at boy, that card. Magnifying, like just think. I got about shivers that card. just now. I haven't seen the yeah. art of that card in probably over a year. Why would I? Yeah. And yet, still thinking about it, I feel deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> and that was once again another eyeball thing for you. Yeah. If, if yes. I asked you to sign a magnifying glass, would you just throw it at me? I would. I mean, I have signed one before, okay. and I would, but uh, I would. You know, I I know what you're doing. I see you. <laughs> I, I I have one in an EDH deck. I know so. what you're oh, doing. Oh boy. Okay, so let me oh. start off front with cutest card, saying that this set is very very cute. Very cute. Well done, wizards. Um, Arcane Flight is runner up. This is a kitty cat that gets wings. Um, fabulously cute. I would think this would get higher marks if the cat was fatter. So just consider that next time, <laughs> wizards, or if the cat was a kitten, as is known. Artificer's assistant, this one one <laughs> for one, which is a tiny little bird that has a key in his little mouth and he's wearing a little yes. necklace. Oh, if only the bird were fatter, then it would have won. Yeah, if this bird it's were a fatter. Fat bird. <laughs> <laughs> It is. That uh, bird leads a cushy life, obviously. <laughs> is definitely a runner-up. Joyrus Familiar, another burb in this set well, yeah, that many had suggested owl. was going to win. Also, Man, I, I had... You I had, had a lot of money familiar. writing on this? Yeah. Wow. Well, as you know, I like to be unconventional. Yargle, of course, uh, very close to winning this. But in the end, mm-hmm. Yargle did not make it. Uh, even though I love Yargle more than a lot of things in this life, I love you, Yargle. Sorry. But... Uh, I, we were doing the set review, and I okay. Yes, Hammerhead Explorer is also a runner so up. So cute, very very Ugh. cute. Okay, I had a, like an emotional reaction when we were talking about this card, and that's what pushed it over the top for me. That it had to be the cutest card Ugh. in the set. Sapling migration. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The saplings are going on a trip. Everybody, look at them go. <laughs> It's real. It's real cute. This it got is so very many legs. cute. They're like doop to doop to doop. Here we go. It's true. It's this true. It's like the Incredible Journey, but with fungus. Yeah. The fungus are going somewhere we don't know where. Yeah. But they're going on a trip. They didn't need to pack their suitcases. It's like Homeward Bound. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That movie traumatized me yeah. as a child. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, which one's the Incredible Journey? Homeward Bound. Colon, the Incredible Journey. It's oh, like yeah, Ravnica, right. City of Guilds. Oh, no, you're right. My bad. Look, I need... Thank you for clarifying. Uh, because sometimes I'm thinking of the Homeward Bound Lost in San Francisco. What? The sequel the that second way one. worse. I know, but I still watch it infinite times. I didn't know there was a That's sequel. I, it's like Land Before Time. Yeah. Land Before Before Time. You didn't know that there was a sequel to Homeward Bound? No. Okay. I, I, I Homeward Bound, I couldn't watch it. I just it was so horrifying to me as a youth. I, Three random lost animals wandering through the wilderness. What's horrifying about that? The cat falls down a waterfall and the dog you gets know, stuck in a hole. You know yeah, they're going to be true. safe at the end. It's a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie. I can't handle anything bad happening to animals. It just is really, okay. I don't know what my deal is. Slimefoot, sure, you're a runner up to. I'm just scrolling through things. Slim you're just trying that. to, your sport car anthology, great. You know, sometimes today when I was driving Not back, um, I, w- I would whisper to myself, Slinvoda. <laughs> 
Who's Slin Voda? That's the big. That's the big underwater like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or what, Leviathan. Slin Voda. That it bounces whales. It <laughs> They missed something. Slinvoda will bounce those whales. You know what? They're like, oh, we've got all the sea things. We don't have to worry. Nope. Oh, shoot. Get yeah. those whales out of Whales, you're fired. Well, no. like Whales are fired by Slinvoda. <laughs> well, it, it, Slinvoda is, is actually Slin replacing Voda. Lorthos the Tidemaker as my mono blue commander. Oh. Because, it's, I mean, Lorthos had all of these sea creatures. That was the theme of the deck. And I was like, yeah. all right, this is a better sea creature theme. And I looked at it and I said, oh, this returns Great Whale to my hand so I can make infinite mana. That's... All right. But when you cast it, you have to say it like this. Slin Voda. And when you cast the Skin Witch, you know how I have to say that, yeah. obviously, at this point in time. Hey, everyone. We're going to pause your usually scheduled broadcast to bring you our other sponsor, Ultra Pro. Do, 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 do. That's right, everybody. Ultra Pro. If you want dice, if you want playmats, if you want deck boxes, if you want sleeves, if you want sick, like, what are the, the, the relics? Yeah, relics. Uh, which can be both little tokens where you can tell them their size and, like, life total counters. What more do you need yeah. out of something like this? Make this term with the correct size, 8-9. <laughs> yeah, Ultra Pro. Ultra and Pro. you can get this stuff at cardkingdom.com slash cast, so it all comes together, you know? That's right. Ultra Pro, uh, we're so happy that they're sponsors of the show and they make great stuff. They just sent us a gigantic playmat in the mail. <laughs> yes. It's and really it's the size cool. of a table. Yeah. It's amazing. And another fluffy dice. Yeah, the fluffy dice. Which may dice. be a fluffy 20-sided die. Do you need this in your life? I sure did. Do you know what? We'll put it in this this month's giveaway. Okay, here you go. Fluffy dice. The giveaway, of course. The link to it. Uh, the Gleam link below the video or in the show notes. So check that out. Thank you, uh, yeah. thank you, Rob. This has been Welcome. the most excellent. <laughs> it really has been. It's been the best of times and the best of times. And now yes. we have arrived at your time to tell us your secret tip that I said you're going to teach people. Oh yeah, uh, I was listening last week, and you you were like, yeah, Tarmogoyf, that could be like a five six, right? That's as big as it can get. It can be an eight nine, and it, you can um, you can remember the types, the the eight types with the mnemonic special. T. S P E C I A L T. Not a new drug. No. Nope. It's or to, a cereal. Yep, Give me some of that sweet specialty. <laughs> yep. It's sorcery, planeswalker, enchantment, creature, instant, artifact, land, and then off on its own, like it should be, tribal. Specialty. Which one of these are we embarrassed about? Tribal. <laughs> I love this. It's great. Nice. Great little mnemonic memory specialty. device. Specialty. Yep. Before we end our episode, uh, how can people reach you if they want to? Uh, they can say ship hi. me an email, robit at gmail, r o b b i t at gmail.com uh, is the best way to get in touch with me. I tend to not do anything on Twitter, and I just okay. email lets me file things and respond to them when I want to. So, okay, excellent. Thank you so much once again mm -hmm. for coming on and making it all yeah. smarter, smarter, <laughs> smarter. Make you more hey, special. Um, I obviously need help. <laughs> Job rudge, everybody. <laughs> job rudge. <laughs> job rudge. Rob judge. Burp, burp. Job rudge. Uh, thank you to everybody who's a patron and support of the show on patreon.com slash MTA cast. You keep the show alive. If the show is something you look forward to every week or something that you've incorporated into your magical life, consider please.
please becoming a supporter. Uh, it means the world to us and, of course, keeps us doing what we do here. Thanks again to cardkino.com slash mtacast, the best place to get your stuff from. We hear it time and time again. Absolutely. And I want to say uh, this cool thing that happened in the world of magic news this past oh, yeah. weekend. Uh, not only was did we have a GP Hartford, we also had GP Sydney mm-hmm. in Australia, and we had a history-making moment. The first woman to ever win a GP happened. Yeah. Amazing! Yay. Congratulations! So congratulations to Jessica. Jessica, Jessica Stefan, the team of Ryan Lewis, Johns, and Lachlan Saunders playing Team Unified Modern nice. in Australia won. Sweet. They were playing Hollow One. Humans and Mono Green Tron. So wow. we're super excited about that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So many history making moments in magic <laughs> lately. Historic, even. Oh! oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm wheezing. <laughs> <laughs>